0: Hello and welcome to the Croydon Vineyard podcast. Just before we dive into the talk, we want you to know that you are so welcome and that we'd love to hear from you and to be in touch. You can reach us at croydonvineyard.org.uk, click contact or head over to the events page where you can connect with us at one of our online or in-person events. Over to Tom now as we go into the series, take the best and run. Do not worry saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what shall we wear? For pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus says, get on a journey strive, chase after, seek. He doesn't want you just to sit still. He wants you to chase to seek. Last year, we saw some pictures of what it looks like to seek something. Astonishing pictures, really. Think about Britain, the British government, seeking a cure for Covid. What did we do? Spent Mountains of cash, rearranged all of life, championed certain individuals who were helping us get that way. We sought a cure for COVID. Compare the seeking nation of Britain with some other nations, some populist leaders who kind of, nah, we just carry on as normal and... Will we bother investing time and money? Do we even think Covid's real, they've said. And you get a picture of a country given to seeking and a country not seeking. It's a vivid image. Or think about somebody like Greta Thunberg. You've stolen my future! She seeks. She is a girl, now a woman, who seeks. She pays a heavy price. She's in pursuit of something. She's a picture of what it is to seek. Are you a picture of somebody on a journey? Are you seeking? Jesus says, seek. Now, actually what Jesus does for you is he paints, as he so often does, a picture of what somebody who isn't seeking the kingdom looks like. He shows you the opposite, so that you can look at the opposite picture and you can say to yourself, yeah, actually I recognise some of that in me. Or you look at that and think, no, I'm not like that at all, And, and what this opposite picture does, what Jesus shows you, he says when you're not seeking this is what your life looks like, and it highlights to you, it's a moment of revelation straight from Jesus to you, you need to get on the road. You need to get seeking, seek. Life is about seeking. And his vision of what it's like not to seek is that you suck, you suck. He says, you sit there saying, Hey, what are we going to eat? You become a consumer, a consumer. You consume this and you consume that. And you sit there sucking things in, you suck to put it bluntly. And Jesus says don't be a sucker. Seek seek the kingdom. Are you paying a price to seek to invest in to pursue the kingdom? Jesus says seek first the kingdom. Now what is the kingdom. What is the kingdom? Jesus never neatly defines the kingdom. He says all kinds of things about the kingdom. His primary topic of his preaching is the kingdom, but he never neatly defines the kingdom. He says it's like a mustard seed, it's like a net, it's like a prodigal father, the kingdom's like a farmer, stuff like that. And so often what happens is you find people substitute in a neat definition of the kingdom just to help Jesus out because, you know, he never neatly defined it. So we want to help Jesus out. We're going to substitute in our own definition of the kingdom. And for some people, the definition substituted in is Bible study. We meet another group of people and they have defined the kingdom with really seeking the kingdom becomes Christian subculture. Do you know these people? Are you one of these people? Do you know seeking the kingdom has become synonymous with watching only Christian films, listening only to Christian music, only attending social events in churches all your time is given to church environment do you know when i when i first came to faith and i'd meet people and they say hey let's watch a movie and i'd be like oh great you know that's a new movie out i really want to watch and you know then we say oh we'll go to our house we'll watch it. i've just got it on dvd and you're thinking oh all right i thought we were going to the cinema we'll watch it on dvd and then and then they'd bring out this box, or this DVD, or this cover on it with some name that you just think. And we'd watch this movie and to be honest, it was utterly terrible. I mean, just some of these Christian movies oh, just make me want to shoot myself in the head. And, and the thought that that is what seeking the kingdom that's what i have to do first was just oh it's just horrific to me and i discovered jesus doesn't mean that that's not how jesus defines seeking the kingdom it's not immerse yourself in christian subculture it's not bible study bible study all the time bible study but equally at the other end of the spectrum seeking the kingdom isn't just oh the kingdom's everywhere you you know you meet those people Maybe you're one of those people and you're like, oh, seeking the kingdom, I just do good. I'm just kind to people and oh, I just kind of think nice thoughts and I, you know, I I drink out of a metal container instead of plastic and you know, it's just purely good behavior and kind things and that's what seeking the kingdom is. And Jesus doesn't say that either. He never neatly defines the kingdom, but Jesus does give two very clear principles or um, fundamentals that sit at the core of what it is to be the kingdom. The first fundamental is this. The kingdom is about being with the king. The kingdom is about being with the, king. the kingdom is formed when the king is present. The second fundamental core of what it is to be kingdom is the kingdom is about not just the presence of the king, but humility before the king. Seeking the kingdom is humbling yourself before the king who has become present to say, whatever you want, you, your will be done. So get on a journey. Strive and seek and chase after closer friendship with Jesus. But here's the thing. If your friendship with Jesus, this is the problem with the Christian subculture thing. Here's the problem. If your friendship with Jesus can only operate in very defined and controlled environments where the realities of life are pushed away. If your friendship with Jesus can only be done in that space It's just an immature friendship with Jesus. It doesn't mean it's not friendship. But it's just, it's not mature. It's not kingdom maturity. Friendship with Jesus to seek is the friendship of Jesus that is felt and experienced in your workplace. This is kingdom. It's friendship with Jesus. And if you look at the pictures of the kingdom that we see in the Old Testament, we see that friendship with Jesus, intimacy with Jesus is found in many different contexts, with people doing many different things. The first great picture of the kingdom is the Garden of Eden. It's a man and a woman naked having sex in a garden. That's kingdom! They're gardening, they're looking after the crops, they're multiplying, they're raising their kids, and God is walking with them. It's intimacy, friendship with Jesus in a garden doing gardening and child raising. The second great picture of the kingdom that we see in the Bible is the exodus. It's Moses, there's a walk through the sea, they end in a desert. The second great picture of what the kingdom can look like is in a desert. They sing a song about this great king who set them free. It's a picture of the kingdom of intimacy with God. It's nomadic people on a journey travelling through a desert and friendship with God is the tent, the tabernacle of meeting. There's a sense of battle, of military victory and of journey. The third great picture of the kingdom that we see in the Old Testament is not in a garden, it's not in a desert, it's in a city. It's in the city of Jerusalem under Solomon's reign the kingdom is Bounty. The kingdom is abundance. It's a great and wise king, ruling things well so that poetry and music and wisdom literature is flourishing all around, and people travelling from close nations to just listen and be amazed at the, the wonders of Solomon's rule and reign. And it's a picture of the kingdom. It's a kingdom of creativity and productivity in a city all three of those pictures of the kingdom have aspects to them which as the narrative plays through show they're inadequate they need the real king to come they need jesus to come but each equally validate you can seek the kingdom you can have intimacy and friendship with jesus in a garden in a desert in a city in an office in a bed watching TV on a sofa while you're cooking your meal. You can have intimacy with Jesus everywhere. That's what God intended. The creator created this all, this whole creation for you to know him and meet him in the midst of your work. So can I encourage you when you next are in work, maybe you're at home on a zoom call, maybe you're physically attending somewhere. Take that moment to welcome Jesus. Holy Spirit, I recognise you are here with me. I seek you today. Help me seek your presence and friendship with you. Help every act I take in my job to be an act done with you, in conscious intimacy with you. Seek friendship with Jesus in your life, not just away from your life. Second thing is seek greater humility before the king. The kingdom is about being with the king. The kingdom is about saying yes to the king. Humility is saying the king knows better. Do you get those moments where you disagree? Jesus says, do this with your money. You think I'll do that with my money. Humility says the king knows better. Do you ever get those moments where you disagree? Jesus says, do this with your relationships. You want to do that with your relationships. And you think, "Okay, the king knows better. That's humility. Humility is saying, I think I need to to chase after what I eat and what I drink and what I'm going to wear. I can't see how this is going to work. But the king tells me not to worry about those things. So humility is to say, you know better, Jesus. You know better. Seek first the kingdom. And this is the good bit. This is the good news. This is where the instruction becomes gospel. The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is this. If you seek the kingdom, you can have the kingdom. Jesus came to give you the kingdom. He says this, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you seek the kingdom, you'll get the kingdom and you'll get everything else as well, all this other stuff that the king can give you. You can get, Jesus talks about a symbol of the kingdom as a banquet. He tells a parable of a banquet and the banquet is taken from a lot of prophetic promises from the Old Testament, particularly in Isaiah, about this huge banquet, a feast that would be laid out of the kingdom. And Jesus, as he turns the water into wine, symbolizes this and says, I'm bringing this banquet. And the banquet is a place where you eat as much as you could possibly eat. You drink as much as you could possibly drink. You'd be clothed with the most wonderful clothing. You celebrate, you'll be affirmed and approved. You'll be heralded and you'll be celebrated. It'll be the glorious banquet anything you ever imagine you think about oh when it lockdown's done we're gonna we can meet finally in people's homes and do this all that imagine that and times it by infinity the kingdom is a banquet church if you seek the kingdom you will get the kingdom you'll get the banquet now this will we need to understand because jesus has two meanings to this word will. The first meaning is this, that the banquet will be released upon the earth when Jesus returns. The, he talks a lot about going away and a time and a gap and a period of time and then the will becomes true. It's a future and when Jesus said those words it's a distant future. For us maybe it's not so distant with all the stuff going on in the world right now you think, it could be literally it could be next week. But there's a future element. When the king returns and is enthroned on his own earth, we then will receive all those things. And maybe sometimes we don't receive them yet. There's a will, there's a future. But there's another element to this word will that Jesus uses. Because there's something which isn't just future. It's something tasted in the present. And the story of the New Testament is the kingdom has come now. It's been inaugurated now. The banquet booty is being served out right now, even before the banquet has begun. First fruits of Holy Spirit. And so Jesus preaches the gospel of the kingdom. Seek, he says. Seek. It's a rational argument. Not seeking the kingdom, Jesus says. Not seeking first the kingdom, not seeking friendship with Jesus and humility before Jesus. Jesus says it's not so much sin as stupidity. If you don't seek first the kingdom, it's not so much that you're a sinner, it's just that you're stupid. Because if you seek first the king and his kingdom, you will get all that you want. All this other stuff. And if you search and chase after this other stuff, you might get it, you might not. But even when you get it, it will be like a it will collapse under the weight of the the life that you're trying to give it. Only thing that can hold the whole weight of the call and the desire and you're seeking is the king. Get him in the center of your life and everything. Everything else can be added to you as well. So, seeking the kingdom. Will you seek the kingdom? Jesus says get on a journey, invest, run after, chase down, throw yourself into seeking the kingdom. In the midst of your life, Friendship with Jesus, whether you're in a garden or a desert or a palace or an office or a bedroom or a living room or a kitchen. And pursue humility. Whatever he says, we do seek first the kingdom. And when you do that, the God, the father who loves you, who sees you, will give you not only the kingdom, but everything else as well.